To me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another installment of the Dom of X Show. Uh, here, I am, again, your host, uh, Dom Torres, uh, the who now works for a comic book solicit site. So there's, so there's that. Um, I guess you can add that to... Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ro- scroll back. What do you mean you now work for a comic book solicit site? Let's talk about this. Uh, this is news to me. All right, so... Uh, I made in contact with a the or a group of omnibus collectors, and one of them happens to run a site where news comes out, and he gets the solicits and early news on collected editions and singles and stuff like that. I got to be really good friends with him, uh, just DMing, and suddenly all of an you know an opportunity pops up. Uh, he says that you know he wants uh, the site to sort of expand, work out some more, and I I got the offer and yeah now I technically work for it so there you go I am um, I I now work for a comic book news slash solicitation site. Congratulations, dude! Congratulations! <laughs> if you need any help with that kind of stuff, you know I've been pitching books my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, on the other on the other side of the line again is uh, my great friend uh, Dylan Gray, uh, comic book creator. Uh, former comic book, uh, per, the the comic book personality, and my again my my amazing host, as as we all know, and and is is here for all of this. Uh, before we get into the juggernaut meat of all that that we are going to be talking about in this podcast, and there is a decent amount, a five issue miniseries. Um, I think we need to talk about some X news first. The first one, this will surprise you. X Men is being relaunched come July. This year, after the gala. Yeah, like... Okay. Really? Yeah. When you say relaunch, what does that mean? I mean... We're getting a new number one. We're getting a new number one. I know. And that means another X-Book. You know it's just for the speculators. There's no reason to give us a new number one, even if they're changing the team and all that kind of stuff, unless they're changing the title. Are they changing the title, or is it still X-Men? It's still X... It's X... It's going to be X-Men Volume 6. But... John, to my surprise, Jonathan Hickman is not writing the book. He's not writing it. Jerry Duggan, the current writer of Marauders, Cable, and Savage Avengers, is going to be writing X-Men, the Scott Gene team. Yeah. See, I really like I, I really like Duggan's storytelling. I like his character work and the voices he gives people. He's really good at it. So to see him on... A title like X Men, where it's a constant jump around one. It's basically a, a series of one shots. Let's be real, uh, kind of explaining what's going on in the world right now. And uh, I, that's great. That's great. Have him on that. What's Hickman going to be doing then? We are, th- we are. It's just speculation at this point. But I do believe that the current X Men title that we have right now is either going to be renamed into another book because there's a second Hickman book that's coming out in September. Or it is going to be an uncanny relaunch with Hickman on the title, and Hickman's going to be doing uncanny X Men while Jerry Duggan does X Men. It is it is interesting news indeed. I was surprised by it. I think a lot of people uh, were surprised by the news, including me. But Jerry Duggan, I I tend to like his stuff more often than not. His Deadpool's great. Marauders has been fun. Cable has been fun. Uh, hopefully, X Men will be fun. Uh, I do. I guess, I didn't know this, but this is the same creative team, again, Duggan and LaRoz, same creative team that brought 
uh, uh, Uncanny Avengers back in 2016. Now, I've never read the run, but Rogue was in it, Gambit was in it, uh, Cable was in it. So, I don't know. We'll see. But my, my hopes are high. I, I loved what he did. <clears throat> Him and Percy working together on the X of Swords stuff was my, my, my favorite. That was my highlights of the whole series, to be honest. Uh, besides, obviously, the Gorgon fight scene. But, um, yeah, this, this is great. Good news for everything. But, um, are we, uh, <clears throat> what, what, uh, is there anything that you're really looking forward to in this, in this next era, or this next, I don't know, um, part of this era of X-Men? I can't wait for Emma Frost to be showing up in 12, I'm, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic about this. Emma Frost is going to be in all of the uh, June issues, the Hellfire Gala issues to come. I think we, we will both be happy by that. I'm also excited for an untitled X-Men project, the second book that Hickman's coming out with this coming September. That is, I think, the thing I'm most surprised at. Is it Mara McTaggart? Is it Araco? What? I don't, I don't even know. There's a second book coming out. I have no idea what it is. I can't wait for it. I think that is the one book I am excited at the most in this current reign of X as expansion is upon us. Interesting. Well, you know, I, I, I like to go into all of this blind. You know, you, you're the one that stays up on the news. I like to just be like, you're just like, here, Dylan, read this. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I, I, I like to be surprised. I like to stay away from the news. Uh, I like to come into everything fresh. If you guys didn't know, I actually literally read the books right before we record the podcast, which I did today with this amazing juggernaut book. I mean, wow. Wow, Dom. Um, I, was, I, I was waiting for this trade to come out for so long. I didn't even read the first issue because it was juggernaut, so I knew it was going to be dope. You know what I mean? And here we are, kicking ass, taking names. Pimping and dipping, as the juggernaut does, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. How'd you feel about it? Let's talk about the names on this book, and then we can continue uh, to to go on. So for Juggernaut, uh, of course, we have a world-renowned. Uh, is he world-renowned? Well, he's definitely a renowned ex-scribe and one of the uh, better '90s guys, I would say. Fabian Nicieza, the half creator of uh, of Deadpool and Cable, as you guys know. Uh, well, not Cable, well, not, not Cable, but Deadpool, uh, dead, half-renowned uh, Deadpool creator, uh, Ron Garney, who does the art, Matt Miller, who does the colors, uh, Jeff Shaw does these amazing covers uh, for the book, uh, he's doing some good work on, I, it's, it's a, I think it's Crossover, Crossover by Donny Cates, he does the, uh, the covers on and art in as well, Joe Sabina for the letters, and that is your creative team uh, for, for Juggernaut, and again, this five-issue miniseries uh, called uh, No Stopping Now. And, well, yeah, where do you want to start? Because I'm certainly not stopping uh, at this moment. I, I think we're only like eight minutes in. Where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's start right off the bat of what makes a good juggernaut story. Okay, sir, sure. Can we just have, you know, a 30 pages of whatever of him just destroying stuff and fighting good guys and all the kind of stuff. Sure, that's good. But what makes, to me, a good juggernaut story is character development. Diving into who Kane Marco is and what he, what his position, where he sits in life, how he, his relationship with his stepbrother, Xavier, and just everything that he, he's gone through in his life. You know, he, he was always a, 
and and <clears throat> cut that part. And to see, you know, he's always gone back and forth between being a good guy, being a bad guy, being a no, no, just being a, a hired goon, you know, being on the Thunderbolts, not being on the Thunderbolts. It, it, it's always just good to have him around, and he's unstoppable. Literally by definition, he's unstoppable. So like a, a pow, like just having fight scenes is not enough for me personally. Um, when we're making a juggernaut-centered story. However, uh, when he's just a guest star, like, just throw him in there to beat people up. You know what I mean? <laughs> how do you how, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Juggernaut? How do you feel about Juggernaut as a character, Dom? He is fun. Wait, I, I will say that, again, it doesn't... I'm not that fan, that ex-fan who just... Because, again, this is a character-driven franchise. When you have a character-driven franchise, you're just going to have, like, some characters in there, like Juggernaut Sabertooth, who some fans just might not feel for because they're like, oh, it's the brute... It's that regular classic brute again that you always see. What I love about Juggernaut is whenever he's just like thrown in, he's there to fight. You know, when he's there to fight the X-Men, uh, this unstoppable before. It's always just fun reading him smash up stuff. I, you know, it, again, it doesn't really take all that, that much to write an enjoyable Juggernaut. Not saying it's good, but an enjoyable Juggernaut story. It doesn't take that much. Um, I, I love his, uh, sort of, um, relationship with his half-brother Xavier. Uh, I've always enjoyed the dynamics between those two and Xavier being the good apple and I put good in quotations uh and 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 uh Kane in the in the bad quotations. But it's always fun to read him uh, normally wherever he is and it's again it's just it's not really that hard to write an enjoyable and fun juggernaut story. And when it's a juggernaut-centered one, a lot of people just, they all they focus on is like, oh, poor me, Xavier was always the good one, and he's still the good one, in quotation marks. <laughs> and and I, 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 I get tired, it's, it's something that I get tired of, you know what I'm saying? There was a one-shot that happened, um, it was Uncanny X-Men God. I have it in my my box. I'll 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 find it later and, and send it to you. It's freaking awesome. It was it was he had just joined. He had literally joined the X Men. It was in this. Uh, it was in the late two thousands era. So it was like the new X Men era of you know mutants are cool now. Uh, they're not hunted, but they're not they're not hunted anymore. But they're still not cool kind of thing. And he was uh he just went out for a walk one day and uh this kid was like that was a, a student at the Xavier Institute was just talking about how like you know they didn't like being a mutant and da 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 da, da and all this kind of stuff and they had a hard life and he's like you want to hear about my life and they just happened to be strolling past his old house and he just starts talking about everything that he went through and like growing up and all that kind of stuff and he's just literally destroying the house as he's going through all of his memories and that moment was a really, really cool thing, you know, because that's what it's about. It's about, like, he's destroying the old to build the new. And that was, like, the whole concept of that era of, of Juggernaut. And this is a, another era that's kind of the same, you know. He, he's, trying to, he's trying to be good. He, he gets a job with, um, what's it called, Damage Control, which is basically the shield, um, the shield department that helps, like, you know, stop like monsters from destroying and, and clean up messes and all that kind of stuff. And he gets a job working with them, you know, after of course he gets his powers back because I believe magic took the, the gem of, uh, yeah, Sidorak. Uh, Sidorak yep. uh, away from him. Correct. Yes. You are indeed correct. Everyone knows. Yeah. 
He's this is the thing. He's not a mutant, guys. He is not. He is a magic based uh character in the Marvel universe, which so he he can't go to Krakoa, which is a whole nother thing that he deals with in this because he really wants to go, but he's still, you know, related to Xavier. So he still kind of gets a glimpse of it um unlike other humans, but no, here we are. Uh and <laughs> I, I really liked it. I liked what he kind of went through. Uh, they, they show him being powerless in limbo after after magic takes his his gym away, and he he's he's dragging his armor through limbo, and he finally finds his way out, and he has to give up to get out of limbo. You basically have to give up um, every what you have, like something that's really important to you, and so he gives up his helmet, the one thing that he's ever really truly had that was his. The one thing that, that makes him stand out more than anything and protects him, really, let's be honest. <clears throat> so right. him coming back and, and trying to find his way back to, to the power was a really, really interesting journey for him. And him being weak was a really, that was a, the humblingness of it was, was really interesting. You know what I mean? Like seeing the juggernaut humbled, you know, without being punched in the face was, was a really kind of cool writing thing. Yeah, I agree. I think Nisieza, what he does with this story is that he takes Jugger down, Juggernaut down uh, by, a, by a peg because he understands that he's the unstoppable guy, right? Like, if he's rolling at you, you know that you're going to get steamrolled, you're going to get piled on, you're going to get crushed. Uh, it reminds me, again, I, I wish I had other um, X-Men stuff to reference to besides the animated series, but it, rem it very much reminds me of the animated series episodes where... You know, he was in, and I think there was one where someone else took his power and it wasn't him. And he sort of had to deal with that. And the, the X team had to deal with that too. I just really like how you get to see this more sensible, uh, non, uh, douchey side of him where it's like, oh, there's someone under that helmet who gives a decent thing or two about life. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a story and a side of him I haven't really, I guess, seen before, but I'm very much open to the, uh, idea of, wow, Jugsy is, he's, he's, he, he tries. This is, this is a, this is a character who tries at the end of the day. Like it's, it's not, um, it's not self-seeking. It's, it's not, oh, I want to go out there and get Charles because he, you know, he wronged me. It's a... It's a, like you said, it's a humbling and a, and a self-retrospect on him. And it's something about the part of this book that I liked. Definitely, definitely. And, and the, the, the new character that gets brought in, the new mutant, uh, D-Cell, which by the way, great name for her powers, who has the power to literally decelerate, um, of anything around her, whether it be, uh, a, you know, people, whether it be beings whatever or uh like plants and stuff like that whatever it is she can decelerate she has a deceleration field and it works really really well and it's really awesome name decel i mean come on and uh it's kind of like part of this wasn't just his journey but also her journey and and trying to kind of figure out what's what's going on with, with these bad guys and 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 trying to stop the the bad guys uh together you know and, and find their their place in the world you know mm-hmm I agree. It's in a in a story where where Kane is sort of reflecting upon the fact that some mutants get get a home now he had, he doesn't have one. I think it's just really cool for him to have this moment of 
just looking back and saying, oh, this is this is where I'm at. Like, where is my status? Uh, part of the reason to why I wanted to check out the series later in trade uh, was because of the concept of what happens when everyone that I'm associated with is gone. Everyone that I'm associated with is now in a different part of the world. It's completely separated from what I'm doing. What do I do now? What's my purpose? And it's a, it's definitely something interesting, but it's, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. And I thought it was, it was, uh, it was well written. Um, but before we get to that part, I want to talk about the amazing people over the Grand Geek Gathering and what they're doing over there. We'll be right back after these subliminal messages. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Dom of X show, where again, it's Dom, it's Dylan on the other side. Uh, we're talking about Juggernaut, as as we all know. And I want to talk about this part because this, to me, was the reason that I bought this book in the first place, uh, that I was intrigued by this book in the first place. Because Juggernaut has always been, in some way, shape, or form, uh, connected to the X-Men team, connected to the mutants, uh, connected to the destruction of his half-brother, uh, Charles Xavier, uh, who is a... Well, the, the leader of the X-Men, uh, the creator of the X-Men, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and this is interesting because the mutants are now all on an island again that is separated. And they've made their statement to the world saying, we can destroy you, but we won't because we understand that mercy is important. That, you know, we're, we're trying to show that even though you've wronged us, we can all be better. Juggernaut doesn't really have a spot in place to fit in with that because he's, you know, he's different. Uh, he's not a mutant. Uh, and he's very much so the, um, I don't even know what you call it. He's just, it's, he's just not fit for there. You know, I don't, I don't know if Charles wants to bring in a guy who, uh, you know, he's had problems with in the past. And even so, he's not technically allowed on there anyways. Um, but, uh, that is the one part I thought that was that was that was put in, in in a couple of these issues, and it's something that I really appreciated from the story. Yeah, you know, yeah, because that was that was the thing that was told to me by everyone that had read it previous to me, and it was about is him trying to a find his place in the world and b help this girl that this orphan girl D cell, you know, find her place in the world and, and have her learn. Which, by the way, she live streams. The whole time, and I, I, I it, was, it was hilarious because I'm like, I would totally do the same thing. <laughs> would you know? As we're live streaming right now. As we're live streaming right now. Would you actually go out? Like, let's just say you you know this guy who has a sitter. Oh, he has this huge, ginormous power. Would you actually go out of your way? Go out, like, take time out of your life to document all the stuff that's happening and just record it to the to the world as you're doing it would you actually do that well you know she kind of was kind of thrown into it you know because she 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 uh you know uh they get they meet because he's like taking down some buildings so that they could rebuild and stuff and she her and some other um homeless teenagers are kind of hiding out in there and she, she uses her powers to kind of slow him down you know 
And uh, she ends up getting hurt, obviously, because you can't fight something that's unstoppable. It just doesn't work. Doesn't matter if you can slow it down. At the end of the day, you got to. It's not gonna. You can't stop something unstoppable. And he's the juggernaut. So bottom line. But he, she gets hurt, a couple broken ribs, and ends up joining with him. Which, by the way, is a really cool kind of thought to have someone that can't stop and someone that can slow people down working together is is kind of a really cool yin and yang kind of pout team up don't you think it's a nice interesting dynamic because like we, we get introduced to her like at the start off where it's like oh you need to stop and and like juggernaut is trying to roll along and she's using her power set just to just stop this unstoppable a hunk of a of a character i think that it was really cool the way that they they played off where you do have again you have kane who is just he, he's a douche and you have this girl who's who's insisting that she's not a also mutant a douche. she's also a yeah. douche let's be real all right she was totally douchey she was very she got she got very annoying at points <laughs> is that a knock on my generation you know what i, I actually want to know is that an She's the, yeah, Zoomers. We're call, I'm calling you guys Zoomers now. Ever since I saw it on a meme. <laughs> Why? The, is it okay? I I mean I'm not opposed to it, but just like, um, yeah, you got you got this big boy, blam blam, and it's yeah, just the first onset, um, and the way that it was twisted out on on the first with the phone. It was it's it's definitely interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. They're both. There, she can be annoying at times. Even I have to admit, she can be annoying at times. And like sometimes I'm reading like her the stuff that she's saying, and I'm looking at myself like like I've said stuff like this before, and it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. And so I love it. And so sometimes I'm just I just over here. I'm I'm asking myself like, okay, not only is this a self introspective for Jugsy. Is this a self-retrospective for me? Am I looking at the mirror and saying, hey, if, if I were like this, would I actually act like this? I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but, like, it's there, you know? Uh, I And so, Diesel is an interesting name. It sounds like a battery, but for what her powers are, I guess it works. Uh, I, like, you, like you said, um... Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see a reflection of like one section of myself in the mirror with with uh, D Cell in this character. Again, I have no idea if that's a good thing or not. But if I'm allowed on hey, if I'm allowed on Krakoa, yeah, I, I, I'll take it. Um, if Omega Red can go on Krakoa, I can I can obviously. So, um, right, you know, it works. All right, well, let's talk about how he gets his powers back. That's that's something I think was a really cool part of this that i thought was just awesome all around so he doesn't have his armor anymore he left that in limbo that's how he left limbo was to do that he comes back he's weak he's not strong he ends up hooking up with someone that's able to take him to a place that a person is literally the forge of uh uh, uh what was it called the forge of something i i it's bugging me even i know i can't Sidorak, it's the Forge of Sidorak, bro. Oh, f- duh. No, no shit would be the... <laughs> it's the Force of Sid... Yeah. Forge of Sidorak, okay. 
where he gets there, and this dude is has got the bands of Sidorak and is trying to make armor out of it. And dude's like, no. He's like, nah, I'm going to take the armor. He's like, no, you're not. I'm the juggernaut. I've been working on this my whole life. I'm going to be the avatar for destruction since you're not anymore. And they, so they get into a kind of a ba- quick battle. Kane is literally just dodging him. And then the armor ends up falling on him, and he gets it, and he's like, yo, you might want it, but Sidorak wants me, bruh. He wants me. I'm the juggernaut. I'm his avatar. And he basically has this this armor that channels his power. Now, he doesn't have, he's not fully powered up, mind you. He doesn't have the full power of the gym, so he has to go get it. And where is the gym? Well, it's destroyed. That was part of it taken, being it taken out and kind of like crushed it into a, a small powder. And Dom, how does he get the 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 gym's power after he breaks into the vault that's being held in? Was it that um someone attacked him? Right. Yep. It's crushed up. It's a powder. He snorts it, ladies and gentlemen. Juggernaut snorts magical gym dust and becomes the full juggernaut. <laughs> I just love how I just I love how I love how you're responding to this and the main takeaway is that he's he's like a I guess a drug deal is this is this a drug dealing type of thing I have no idea how it works behind those lines but like see I only know how this sort of thing works from like memes where like I see Kermit and then there's like this huge white powder thingy and he just snorts it all up he literally just sniffed it, and then all of a sudden, he gets his he gets his full powers back. It's it's just it just it just is how it is, and um, I I have I I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just I'm flabbergasted. I am I am surprised. I just got surprised when he literally took that box of the Sidorak gems and just inhaled it. As if he got um, the drug dealer's holy grail. Uh, I, hey, but I, I, that's in his character. That's in his character. So it is. It is, and you know what? Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, and then he has his conversation uh, with Sidorak, and that was interesting. He's like, "Yes, go off and do destruction for me." And he's like, "Actually, Brett, uh, I don't have to. I have your power now, but I don't need you. I'm gonna do whatever I want." And that right there was the moment. Of, of, of the character development kind of stuff that I'm, I'm talking about when it comes to Juggernaut. You know, he's, he's able to stand up and confront his literal demon and, and stop him from, from controlling him and making him an unstoppable wrecking machine that causes chaos in the world. And you can't stop when, when he is when he is on that... Well, yeah, you can't stop the juggernaut. I think like it's just it's just always fun just to just to, again the um everything that that dealt with the the him getting the powers back and the weird journey he takes through to get there and talking with the Sidorak person and all that. And this is a someone who has very very minute memories of uh Rosenberg's Uncanny X-Men because that that is where the limbo stuff and all that happened. I think it was even in the editor notes uh, that oh yeah this happened in this issue. Um, it was very fun. It was it was intrinsic. It was intrinsically hilarious. Um, I would even add one tastic. It is it was a one tastic decision by Fabian Nicieza to 
say that, uh, hey, we're going to have Juggernaut have these powers back by acting like a drug dealer. And that was fun. It was fun. Not a drug dealer, a drug user, sir. There's there's a difference there. He wasn't he didn't he wasn't selling it. He was using them. Aren't wait you can but you can be both though, right? I mean, if if you if you go by Scarface rules, no, don't get high on your own supply. All right, but this wasn't a, a dealing situation. This was him just just using magic as a drug to to boost him up to give him that 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 extra boost to uh, take down whatever the heck he wanted to, you know. Now, if he was, you know, if anything, the Krakoans are drug dealers, you know. Oh, yeah, no, they, no, they are full on, like, that's, that's their whole shtick, right? Like, we have this, we have this island, we have all of these, uh, drugs that we've manufactured. We're gonna use that as leverage on all the nations and the black markets and the capitalist, uh, people who are the capitalist businessmen who run the world and blah, 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 blah. And we're gonna, we're gonna hold them out like that, which is fun, I, I will say. All right, so, um yeah that you know you have a good point you have a good point yeah krakoa is the actual drug drug nation um and all of the mutants are hot they got sovereignty you know they like magneto said we're gonna play your game and we're gonna do it better <laughs> it's not like they're not either uh speaking of games we have a couple more that we want to we want to play and talk about because there's there i think there is a decent uh, one or two things that we we can still talk about in these in these issues. Uh, before that, we'll we'll talk more about the Grand Geek Gathering, uh, what they're over, uh, doing over there. Uh, so we'll be right back after these subliminal messages. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, to the Domovec show with uh, me and Dylan. As, as always, we're talking about Juggernaut. We're talking about dr- drug dealing with Krakoa. Because sovereignty and Magneto and whatever the heck else this this journey or this book has has brought upon us. I don't I don't think we should call it Krakoa anymore. A friend of mine, um, my friend Blondie, actually thinks that we should call it Krakoa, the drug dealing nation. Krakoa. I like it. I like it. Um, it's it's out, guys. Krakoa. All right. Krakoa. It's, it's real. You're right. It, 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 it very may wait may there. I can't talk today. I I can't talk. But anyways, I guess that's what happens when when you're on these cracking. I can't I can't pun either. See, look at that. I can't I can't talk. I can't pun. Uh, but but anyways, we're we're gonna continue on with the uh with the Jugsy issues. And yes, crack Oa is now canon. Thank you, Blondie. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you, Dylan, for expressing such suggestion. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, I really loved the Immortal Hulk fight in this series. That was really good. I, I was, I was, I was like, okay, so. We're gonna bring Banner into this. So how are we supposed to bring Banner in? And then the next thing you know, um, Bruce is punching, and like you got this double page spread where they're fighting. Anything with the Immortal Hulk in it, honestly, it just makes it a whole lot better. Like I really enjoyed those um, those Fantastic Four slot issues where he showed up. I don't know if it was just like Ewing's sparkling magic onto this title that made it 
amazing, but I just really enjoyed the fight between those two. It was fun. It was thrilling. It's the Jugsy content I like to see. Yes. Um, and and you and and using D Cell too, like being in the field and them working together to kind of like, okay, I'm kind of beat up right now, so if you could slow him down a little bit, I'll, I'll get up and, and punch him again. <laughs> and and using the the gamma, what was it? It was a gamma radiation sucker used by the 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 partners of um, what's it called? Wow, there's so many names and my brain's not working today. Um, uh, damage Control, from Damage Control. And they, uh, they, they, they it's, uh, it took literally three, three super, two super powered people and two people with high technology to, to really take down the Hulk. And it seemed like it, he let them at the end of the day. That's what it seemed like to me. I don't know. How did you read it? I read it as, um, Hulk smash, juggernaut smash. We're going to have fun with this issue. This is going to be over the top, wild. We're even going to have a live stream of these two, right? We're going to have a live stream of these two characters fighting. We're going to have, we're going to, it's just going to be bombastic. Um, and, and all that. It'll be fun. And it, it was fun. I did not see it coming. I love the, I love the part where Hulk was just like, W-H-A-T, and it's all spread out in letters. I thought that was cool. Yeah, what they did with the... Okay, yeah, that's something we could talk about, too. The the deceleration powers, they really kind of used it to some cool uh, uh, storytelling concepts, you know? like Because it's not just slowing down their body, it's also slowing down their mind, their, their, their speech and everything. So they really spread out the words... Like into different word balloons to kind of illustrate that, which was a really awesome kind of technique uh, that I thought was impressive. From just strictly from a technical comic book uh, storytelling aspect, I, I really enjoyed it. And and even <laughs> even just the W H A T thing, like you said with with the Hulk, that was pretty awesome. And I have to say, I really liked. That was another thing. I liked the art. The art really hit the tone perfectly. What do you think? Yeah, I, Ron Garney, I, I have to say, all of his figures are spectacular and the, it just, it hit, it fit the tone of this book. I really loved his cane, uh, and his juggernaut and all of the characters that were in it. Uh, very expressive. Uh, the fight scenes are awesome. Uh, very fluid, dynamic. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's so, it's fun. It's fun. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, and again, it just fit the tone of the book. For sure. Oh no, it absolutely is. Yeah, the the Garney the Garney stuff. Uh, I'm not really familiar with his work, even though I know his name. Uh, he was no, I'm familiar with his work from Charles Soule's Daredevil. He was one of the two main guys on there. Him and uh, Phil Noto. Um, nice. You know, did I tell you? I so that's that's Daredevil hardcover. It finally came out, and so I could finally read that. I'm excited. It, it's on. It's on my bookshelf right now. So, um, well, I have it in singles too. But and um, well, I, I like I like it. I like his work. I could definitely see some Daredevil action being drawn with this with this artist too. You know, it's it's got a kind of grittier, kind of dark feel to it, and I, I really I really appreciate it a lot. <clears throat> um, because there's there's no story that's going to be 
you know, shun, sunshine and rainbows when it comes to freaking the juggernaut. It's just, it's impossible. And I don't even want that. I don't, I never want, I don't want to see a happy ending for juggernaut because there is none because he's the juggernaut, you know, he's made his decisions. You know, I, I, I want to see, uh, I want to see him having a happy ending for other people that he helps like D cell. And when he finally gets her to, to, to man up to who she is and you get to see her backstory of how she became an orphan and all that kind of stuff. And I, I really liked it. And they even kept saying, too, about her powers not being normal powers that, that people get uh, uh, in, in the Marvel Universe. You know, deceleration powers is kind of rare, if, if not um, non-existent up until her. Right. It's just so it's an interesting power to have. Uh, and the way that they sort of leave with the cliffhanger off, I, I really like that, too, where it is open. Um, their stuff is charged. Uh, and all that i i find it enjoying i find it i find that sort of power set enjoyable again even if i'm asking myself is this really how we talk or is this how nisieza thinks we talk but anyways i i i find it i find that part intriguing i think that there's a lot that, that they could go with with the uh difference sort of in in power set and whatnot um and uh Oh, it's there. It's there. It's something. And uh, if they do, if Nisieza or someone decides to pick up on the story, more than happy to see how that develops. What do you think? Hear me out. What do you think about Juggernaut and Beta Ray Bill teaming up? Thoughts? This is something I've always wanted. I thought Juggernaut, Beta Ray Bill, and the Blob, and I wanted to. I wanted a story called like linebackers. You know what I mean? That was literally the name I wanted to be called because that's what they—that's what they would be. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're the guys that are going to do the blitz and just take down stuff, big, big stuff. You know, things that they can't just normally handle on their own. And I think a, a big, strong team like that would be really cool. And once again, it would be like a like let's dissect their characters. You know, because on one hand you have the Blob, which is you know he's kind of a dirtbag. On many fronts. Now he's just a bartender. So that doesn't really count anymore. You got the juggernaut who's trying to do better himself. And you got the best. The greatest hero. In the Marvel Universe. Beta Ray Bill. You know. Having to deal with his stuff. And he's he's hammerless now. If I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah. It's. I would be interesting. Because they're, they're, they're from two completely. I guess sort of different sectors of the marvel universe where you have one from a realm and one from our realm and is that thor talk is that speaking thor i don't i don't know how norse works yeah, yeah you you realmed it up bro <laughs> um anyways yeah i that would be an interesting team up ask um who's the new writer on beta rebuild that's that's daniel warren johnson right yes that is that is, ask him, because I don't think Juggernaut is being used by anyone right now, because he's not, he's completely disassociated with the X-Men at the moment, because the X-Men are doing their own thing, uh, and that would be a really fun team-up, you know what, I'm all in there for it, uh, I think that, uh, ah, there's, there's something to be held within that, that statement, so. Definitely, definitely, I can't. I can't wait. I'm really. I mean, I mean. Now we're kind of di diverging away from from the X Men and talking about Beta Ray Bill, but I'm really excited for that. When I when I heard when I heard that there was going to be a Beta Ray Bill series, I was thrilled. It never happens, 
And but when it does, it's always so good. I haven't read a legit Beta Ray Bill series that was a Beta Ray Bill series that wasn't amazing. I mean, we got God Killer where he takes on freaking Galactus. We got Stormbreaker where we get to like really get his backstory and his people and all that kind of stuff. And we get to not only meet Alpha Ray Bill, but Omega Ray Bill, which is really awesome. Do you know about Omega Ray Bill? I do not. Let me can you enlighten me? Let's 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 get enlightened. Okay, so first before there was Beta Ray Bill, they had they made Alpha Ray Bill, okay? And Alpha Ray Bill was 100% android. But they he ended up they didn't end up liking him because he was too robotic. He was too logical, too kind of kind of like on the, the the bad robot side, you know? He's like we got to do that like he want he wanted to hurt people and that, that that's not right. So then they decided to come up with technology, the Corbins, to put somebody's soul onto a machine. And that's what they did. They put the soul of Beta Ray Bill on the machine. And that's when he became Beta Ray. He was the Beta Ray, not the Alpha Ray. Not the Alpha. Right. Alpha Ray ended up hooking up with Galactus and becoming a herald for Galactus, which made him Omega Ray Bill. Who kind of looked like Larflees a little bit, if I may. The, the Orange Lantern from the Green Lantern more. I can see that. I can see that. That looks. That sounds like fun. I we might never cover on this podcast, but it definitely is something I want to check out. That we need. I I feel like I need to check out now. But I have so much stuff in my backlog that uh, I got to get to. And yeah, there's there's a you know what, whatever he talked about the omega the omega. Beta Ray Bill stuff, guys. The Omega Ray Bill. I keep saying Omega Beta. Omega Beta is that a thing? Is that a, that's a double thing. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. Omega Beta. No, let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, for sure. But anyways, guys, that is that is the deal. Take on the um, on the on the Omega stuff or the the Beta Ray Bill stuff, and we know that Beta Ray Bill is Dill's favorite character. Um, so definitely, definitely check that out. But yes, guys, this is uh, this is definitely a series I think you should all check out. Regardless, I checked it out uh, partly because yeah, we needed more stuff to cover on the podcast, um, and there's there, there's a there's a whole bunch of goody stuff in here I think uh, to 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 be interested in. Particularly for me, uh, the how does a person who used to be associated with this franchise how does he deal with not being associated with that anymore, you know that, and, and the the stuff that you know in that retrospect, I loved it. Um, definitely wish it would. It would someone needs to touch up on it more, but I, I did like those parts. But yes, guys, it is definitely something I would recommend. Um, I think Dell from the way that news he, on yeah. any any new Juggernaut stuff coming. Nope. Out, no, no new nope. Or anything like that. I think with the way I think we're gonna have 14, 14 ongoings by for for X related titles. I'm paying. I'm paying for all of them. Let me let me just say, I'm paying for all of them. I'm reading all of them uh, weekly, supporting. Um, and that, that's another thing, guys. If you if you do have a local bookstore, local comic shop, let's go support them. Go be go be the homies. Yep. Uh, we're we're almost. We're literally almost there, guys. We're we're getting we're getting ramped up. Um, and I know that some other places have been hit hard with a third wave from COVID. But it seems like almost a, a good portion of us here we're we're getting vaccinated. We're almost there. The lights at the end of the tunnel, but in these still in these still weird times, literally, like go out right now, go to your local comic store, go buy something, buy a trade, buy a hardcover, buy some singles. Uh, I think those 
everyone there will will definitely appreciate uh, all of that um, because they do need it. And, and get and get into a conversation. You know, the, the thing that's really awesome about comic book shops is it's a place where we can go and talk about um, different things, our 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 love, our passion. Because comic history, you know, comic book characters, superheroes that that's a very niche thing, and a lot it's becoming more mainstream now because of all the Marvel movies and everything that's going on there, but. <laughs> if you really want to learn about what's going on, like you go and talk. I've learned everything I know about comics from going to comic book stores. Straight up, people are so knowledgeable there, and not just the people working there. People that are just in line, just trying to go in. <coughs> I mean, that's where I met Dominic, for instance. You know, I met Dominic at the comic book store, and we started chopping it up about comics and look at us now doing podcasts weekly with each other well now bi-weekly you know but here we are well yeah we we're here we're, we're bi-weekly until we get all of those third third wave volume trades that that come out soonish uh hopefully so we can cover all of that when that comes out but yeah guys it's a uh, this is again this is something i definitely recommend something i want everyone to read go go buy juggernaut go go hit up your local comic store and uh, we'd like to thank a couple of people again for for this pod. First of all, the Granky Gathering, all the amazing folks over there. What else can I say? They're awesome. Uh, please go check them out. You will you will not regret it. You will, uh, in fact, you'll love it. Uh, go check them out at thegrankygathering.com. Uh, Dylan, thank you again uh, for reading this with me. For uh, you know, yeah, it's just because we were supposed to cover something else today, but you know what? I thought we'd keep it straight and simple until we get to that point. And this is a straight and simple book. Um, well, yeah. I agree with I you. This, this, this was, yeah, there, there wasn't really too much to dissect here. It was very straightforward. It was, it was very action packed, and I think we did. I think we did the best we could with such a with a with a small book. But I'm excited to talk about what we're going to be reading in the next two weeks. Age of X Men. Who's a? If I'm not mistaken, that's a. 25 27 issue story it's like it's no it's 32 it's 32 it's six separate issues six separate storylines six separate books with five issues each and then an alpha one shot and then omega one shot uh that is something we're going to be covering in the next episode uh, it's probably going to be longer uh but they're they're not they're not too i guess we need to dig dissect these that it's not one of those storylines it's it's a it's a fun romp we're hoping to enjoy it uh we're hoping to enjoy covering it next time we get on the podcast so stay tuned for that uh check out my boy uh my boy maroof 99 designs uh for for all of the um additional stuff go check out my friend he's also there but yeah um again dylan thank you so much for joining um and thank you all for listening to this uh one-tastic episode of the dom of x or i should say one-tastic juggernaut episode of the dom of x um you guys be you stay safe everyone and take care we'll see you all the next time yes and once i before before we cut out cut out i'd like just like to say thank you to our our loyal viewers our people that have listened to all of our episodes that constantly reach out to us and i get i get messages all the time about things i say that i honestly forget i even say them and then i get messages like bro did you really call wolverine the parfait of the marvel universe (laughs) like stuff like that and so I, I really appreciate you guys like constantly talking to us, and we're working on some some really awesome uh, contests and stuff that we're going to be doing again moving forward, and we're even working on some YouTube stuff. So 
Get your hopes up, guys. Keep following us. Check out everyone at the Grand Geek Gathering. And remember, it's X-Men, not X-Man. No, that was stupid. I hope, hopefully Dominic cuts that line out because it was really dumb. I agree. I probably won't cut it out because I, I just, I, I like to mess with Dylan. But, you know, it's going to be there. But anyway, <laughs> I do do that. But anyway, anyway guys, stay safe. Uh, get vaccinated. Um, and you be you. Let's all have fun, everyone. We'll see you all the next time.